Good morning from the East Coast. Guys, I'm Joshua Stir. Thank you for joining us at 3 of My Players Podcast. Um, today, we'll be, we have a very, very, very special guest, um, Tim Kalkoff from Berlin. Say hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Thank, like, thank you for taking the time. We do have one joining us soon. We're usually three MFAers. We have two MFAers and a star right now. Um, but Caleb, will, minute, yeah. <laughs> right. Caleb will join us shortly. So today I just showed us, um, showed you guys the, the trailer. Hopefully it worked out. We're doing something new here with this whole live Zoom broadcast Twitch thing. Um, so hopefully you guys are enjoy this conversation. Um, very off the top, very crazy trailer, uh, beautiful movie. Uh, the cake maker is and please Tim, if I bastardize this, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, a, a German baker falls in love, goes to Jerusalem to kind of find that connection, that emote, like that, that emptiness that he feels that that void of, um, his partner passed dying in, a, in an accident you you learn that very early on so it's not that's uh, the film and that's the film and <laughs> and then he uh you know and then he makes a connection with um the widowed wife and it's kind of that journey of of identity and love and what what that means and what that is especially and you have that layer of uh orthodox uh judaism um that religion versus you know being German in Israel, in Jerusalem, and that history kind of comes and goes. And but, but honestly, it's such a, a beautiful film, a very important film, and I think something that like I was surprised about. You know, I was told um, we have a mutual friend, Kareem Guest, who introduced me to the film and got us into contact. Is why we we are here today. Yeah. And yeah, I'm so I'm so thankful for that. So yeah. Um, how are you doing? This is a Corona time, crazy. Um, have you still been doing projects? Have you been working? What is that like for you? Uh, work-wise, I'm I'm doing quite well. Uh, it hasn't been too crazy around here. I think we had a a break due to coronavirus of two and a half or three months, but. I mean that's not that long. I mean usually also if you if you're really busy as an actor and you shoot five films a year, you're gonna have three months of of break. So it's nothing very unusual for an actor. But it's it's been it's been good. I just finished a, a miniseries for German television called Little America, which is uh, which will be quite exciting, I think. And it's it's been it's been going well. I mean I thought it would. Would have been it would be crazy to come back with all the new rules about the hygienic yeah. stuff and and you know also wearing the mask on set not really having too much to do with your colleagues and having Zoom meetings you know read throughs uh, via Zoom and everything but it it's working you know it's working and it's not too awkward it's okay I think hopefully I mean someday we'll get back to the other reality but right now i think that's that's the normal thing to do and and i totally get it and um it hasn't been too too crazy or anything it's actually um it's been quite smooth the trans transition towards the 
new kind of reality uh, on set, you know. Oh, good. Um, I guess I completely forgot to introduce what Three Affairs are, right, Brandon? I'm so, so <laughs> I just completely they, went right into the thing. They know, they know I'm here. Who are you? But, uh, yeah, welcome, uh, welcome to Three Affairs, Tim. We're so happy to have you. Uh, Thank you. you know, I, I told you this before the podcast, but just an absolutely phenomenal performance. Um, especially, you know, getting to, getting to talk to you now, obviously, you know, meeting you as a person, you know, and then seeing the character night and day. Um, so it's, you know, even more reinforced, but so I, I did want to ask really quickly. I know this, uh, this production had years behind it of, of trying to get funding and work. Uh, how long were you, you know, attached to the project, uh, before actually getting into filming and stuff? Jesus, I think uh, Ophir uh, was writing that script for about 10 years. He writes very slowly. (laughs) But he was, I mean, it's by far, it's the best. Still, I think it's the best script I've ever, let me get, yeah, it's the best script I've ever (laughs) read in my life. It's, you know, truly. So you can really see the the 10 years of work uh, he put into it. And for me, I think uh, my memory is not that great. I think we shot it in 16 or 17. And I think I had like half a year of preparation. He was casting. Wow. Uh, I think we met twice uh, for the audition. And then we had lunch or coffee or anything. And just talked about the vibe, talked about different movies, talked about what we like, what we don't like. And then he offered me the, the film. And then I think I had six months in total of preparation, which was good, you know, because there was, you know, a lot to do, a lot to prepare. And, uh, yeah, so for me, it was six months uh, preparation time. And we actually, I mean, this is a debut film, so there's basically no money involved. Yeah. And so uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think we shot that film in 18 days, which is... That is what I read, yeah. Which is crazy. Well, they said... But it worked, you know. Yeah, I mean they. I mean I going through that that history. It's like nobody wanted to. It seemed like to fund it. Like I think you guys had a budget of I, what what is what I found was about ninety thousand or so. Which in terms of budgets, even like even independent films, I feel like get more money than that. Right, but I mean you have to understand the situation Ophir was in, which is not easy. I think in no country it's easy to to make a debut film. And also not coming from a German film school. You know, he he's he's been living here in Germany. Yeah. But he's not from a German film school. So if you're not in a German film school, if you're an outsider trying to make a film, uh you basically have to to beg for money all over the place. There is no wow. funding within the school. So, um, and also we had um, some, some people from the German film industry later, after the film was done, um, seeing the film and then talking to Ophir and saying they were making a big mistake not to fund it. So, oh, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, you have to love that. Yeah, that's, that's nice. But anyways, I think he'll, um, his next picture his next picture hopefully will will be easier for him to do mm-hmm. oh yeah he's got a american manager right now and obviously the film created some kind of buzz or whatever you want to call it so um i think it'll be hopefully it'll be easier for him yeah i yeah, mean I, I, yeah go ahead brandon i'm sorry so just after i mean finishing the movie and then going through you know the stats on it and the budget i was blown away 
I mean, I thought it, I had to double check. I thought it was a mistake. I, I couldn't yeah. believe that you guys did that for that amount of money. <laughs> Genuinely, when, when I think we first he literally came on, yeah, had that. Yeah, <laughs> I had that issue. I couldn't believe it. Actually, it's not good because, you know, a lot of producers could think, oh, you can actually make a very good film with sure. no money. So let's not pay <laughs> no one. Right? You did it last time. Why can't you do it this time? Right. It's the wrong message we're sending. So, no, but um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, but it was all... Um, I know as an actor, you know what you're, what you're getting yourself into. I mean, I, I, I knew that um, even though this is my first lead, uh, I think I was quite fresh in the acting business, acting industry. I think it was, uh, it was my third year. I knew exactly also talking to my um, uh, German agent that this is not going to be a film where we're going to get paid a lot, but this is all about the script. This is all about... Um, those scripts, they don't come around every year. You know, they, if you're lucky, they come around every four or five years. So um, this is a great opportunity to, to show what you can do as an actor, to be in a great surrounding with colleagues, with a wonderful script. And just, if you're lucky, make it to some festivals, make it, you know, get some attention internationally, whatever. So you don't, you know what yourself getting into, you know, yeah. you're, you're not going to do it for the money and hopefully you'll be, you'll be fine and have a, have a little bit of success, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, this, this leads to other things, you know, and then that's, I think that's what, you know, you said you were, fa you found, you've done, you know, you've done, seen some stints on, uh, you know, some TV series and a mini series now the last couple of weeks. So what I want to go back to, I, so I went through this whole thing of like, inside the actor studio type of like interviewee thing because you know where are your cue yeah. cards you need I, I have a notebook <laughs> i have a notebook so oh, I, have to, I have a whole list of stuff you need stack. Yeah. <laughs> just like obligatory just like a stack of blue cards D nothing's on them like pictures emojis you know nobody needs anything and you need to start what's your name <laughs> <laughs> where are you from what are your parents like no Did you um, get abused um, during your childhood <laughs> right right what traumatic experience made you want to act um <laughs> Um, no, so you we, always yeah. ask the, the, I'm sorry, the pivot question, right? The, uh, when you're up in the, at the pearly well, gates, the, the 10 questions at the end. And that's the, that's the last one. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, if you, don't, don't mistake yourself. I have what's your favorite curse word at the end. Don't, we'll make sure we get <laughs> some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better <laughs> be thinking about this, but I can't do it all. Cause I'm worried that Bravo or ovation or whoever, it's on now is going to sue us and I don't have money to be sued at the moment. So, but I have a master's from the program. Um, so I think that's enough. That would be uh, a fantastically fun lawsuit. I feel so just hold up my master's degree and be like, I, I went to school. I paid you guys. Um, so we went, so we went to the actor studio drama school. We three MFAers. So we kind of got this podcast going. Um, and so our training is in the, in the method, Stanislavski, Strasburg, right. very inward you know inner story inner monologue kind of outward acting inward to outward acting and this movie what is what was most striking to me was the the subtleties and that tension the this the the words that weren't spoken yeah he's not talking a lot yeah it's true not talk, it's just all in the look it's in the eyes it's in that you want him to say you know no i know your husband or i know your your son but he but he can't because of this and and, and that's what i I very much loved about it, but I want to know kind of like your, what, you know, if any, like the formal training and like kind of what's your, how did you get into acting? 
because you are you're in your mid early 30s am i did i read that i'm 68 years old i'm just okay really cool. you look great it's it's that it's, it's moisturizer that. right a lot of cream <laughs> a lot of cream <laughs> no, i'm 32 so relatively young but i i didn't know like what so what is what, what was that journey for you um let me see. I think I was never really interested in theater or acting. And then I saw my brother doing a stage play when I was maybe 16 or 17. And that really moved me because I, I thought it was a cool group of people and a great vibe. And I think they played Romeo and Juliet with really cool music. And I thought, wow, this is cool. You know, this is this is really what they're doing there is something fresh, something new. I mean, my, my parents always uh, dragged me and my brother to, to stage uh, theater productions and everything. And I basically hated it. It was just, you know, oh, really? stage, <laughs> you know, and uh, this was something new. So I really kind of liked it. And then I had um, a teacher in my school, Otto Essig. It's uh, that's his name. He was my English um, uh, teacher and also the drama teacher uh, um, at that time and he was just also just really fresh and the way he talked to to his students the way he listened he was a little bit like the um, Robin Williams character in um, that poet society mm. he was a little bit strange but in a good way you know and uh, I just asked him could I join your uh, drama program and he was really delighted and uh, we did it for about a year and uh, oh, wow. then I left school and I spent one year in Mexico and I came back and that's when I decided I want to go to drama school and, and, and do this, try to do it. I mean, you never really know if, you, if you're going to get picked at a school or not. Um, and then I got picked at a, a, you know, looking back, I think for me, the, the, it was the, the right school, the perfect school, because it was, at the one hand, it was drama on stage, and at the other hand, it was um, a lot of in front of a camera. Already, as a student, uh, we would do a lot of uh, camera work. We would have workshops uh, from uh, Meisner, um, Strasbourg, uh, Kathy Hase, I don't know if you know her. She was also a student at um, at the Lee Strasberg uh, School, so she was there, and we had great, great teachers. And that's where I really kind of that's where I discovered, okay, I don't want to be on stage. I think I want to be in front of a camera, and um, you know, it, it kind of went from there. I got my German agent while still being at the drama school. Then I moved to Berlin, and it started slowly. You know, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. The the builds is is so important, you know. Um, and then obviously, so this movie comes around in your career, and assumedly, you know, it says uh, very much changed the the face of your career. I would guess. I mean, I would assume the the scripts you're getting, the auditions and projects that are coming along are, are very different after this movie than before. I mean, with the performance that you put out, right? And it also changed your um your standard as an actor. I think that's also really important to to know, um, to to understand a, a, a well written script. I think because that's not easy to to see it on the page, to be able to see. Okay, I got something there. I mean, uh, it's you know the, because the the usual process is always the same. You get a phone call, 
or you get an email and you read a script, but you don't necessarily know, okay, is this going to be good? Is this not going to be good? Because yeah. sometimes even a lead in a big film, in a, in a shitty film, is way more destructive than a, a small role in a, in a great film. So it, it gave me a more, um, how do you say, three-dimensional view of reading scripts, finding the right project, um, and also the people I want to surround with uh, myself. You know what I mean? The people yeah. I want to work with, the directors, the producers, the colleagues. So it gave me definitely some kind of a good boost of self-confidence. And also it's been a learning curve for me. I mean, first of all, sure. acting wise, I didn't, I mean, like I said, I was three years into the acting job. I didn't really know if I would, uh, honestly, I, I, I didn't really know if I could do it, you know, acting well, in this particular role. Because like you said, yeah. Josh, it's, from an actor's point of view, I, I, I think it's, it's not easy. You know, it's, he's not really saying a lot. Um, and there's, there are a lot of things you, you need to, you need to achieve as an actor within that film. So I wasn't really sure about it, if I could do it. And then also looking at the industry, looking at picking your scripts, looking at picking the people you want to work with, you go from there. It was a great experience for me. And, and not only in the acting way, and, you know, as a, as, a, as a person, I've grown with that project. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you said in terms of like having to do like the six months preparation and things for the movie, did you... Um, Ophir, is that, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Uh, the director, Ophir? Yeah. Uh, does he, was he, was he hands on? They teach us at the studio as directors, because I was very fortunate to get my directing MFA, right. how to like communicate with actors and really kind of just make, get them. Um, and I don't know if you know this, I did direct <laughs> Brandon and his, you know, in, one, uh, in a one act in our, in school, and Caleb wrote this play. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of how we all got together um, the first time. But, but they really, tell us how to like respect the actor of 100%, you know, that's 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 priority number 1, but then for a role like this this specifically, was he hands-on in terms of did he help kind of bring that, you know, out of you in terms of like what you what you your experience with, you know, the final product and stuff like that where you went? Well, again, I think we had one great advantage. We had a very very good script, an incredibly intelligently written script. And then we had Ophir, who is not only a great author, but also a great director. Because he, he wrote the script as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you don't get that mm -hmm. a lot, that you have an author and a great director. You know, usually direct, or authors can be quite nerdy and not really knowing how to treat actors. And you don't really get them, you know, together and beautifully like that. So that was a great advantage and a great joy to work with the guy. And I think for me, Ophir was a great combination of both. He was very hands-on, especially in the preparation and also not too much during the shooting, but especially in the preparation, but also he knew that he could trust me and he could, you know, let me go, uh, just be loose. And, and, you know, he would sometimes even he would say on, on the, on the set, you know, just forget the script. Let's see what happens. And, and so he, he's a good combination. I really like working with him because he's very strict. He knows exactly what he wants. 
but then he gives you a lot of trust and yeah. lets you find it out yourself, you know? Well, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's just, it's just interesting. Cause you can almost, you know, see that very much in the movie, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like you guys have said, so much of it is the in between the lines of your character. And it is such a, a deep script where, uh, a lot of that is the emotions behind everything. So, you know, I would almost argue that the, the movie hinges on you being able to put that together with that character and us being able to, to see it and believe it. And it just was phenomenally well done. So the, the combination between you and him working together just. Yeah. Thank you. I think we had a, also a very great, good, you know, great chemistry together. I mean, we would laugh a lot um, because the film is rather (laughs) sad so we would actually <laughs> it's a, have it's a, a very little on we it's not a comedy yeah <laughs> it's a very funny movie yeah uh, so we would have actually we would, we would have you know a great a great time and i'm i'm really not that kind of guy who you know who stays in character all day long and who right. stays in character in his yeah. hotel room so um no I, I can have a laugh in between and i consider it a job you know uh, it's a profession you do your job and mm-hmm. then you you basically go home. Uh, so we had um, also Jerusalem six four weeks six, I, I can't remember, but it was just great to be there with him. And, yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I will certainly. I will never forget that experience. It was it was truly something special in my in my life. And also, um, I mean, we we talked a little bit about, um, about Ophir, but also you have to understand, uh, you know, acting is teamwork. I wouldn't be nowhere mm-hmm. without Zara and without Roy and you know I was just going to bring him up like there's you're it, she I'm sure she like yeah she brought you to that the chemistry yeah. um yeah, yeah. I mean I don't want to jump too far so Josh reel me back but I the Oh please the, this is a free flow <laughs> the uh the sex scene between you and her in the kitchen is <clears throat> one of it's First of all, a lot of sex scenes are thrown into movies that aren't necessary. This is the opposite. It is an incredibly crucial scene in the movie. But it is so beautifully shot. I mean, there is that outrageously long beat of tension that is just... I, I mean, it's its absorbing. You know, it, it draws you in. Um, but I have, I have so many questions, actually, about your, your character and your, you know, the character's thought process at, at the time. And if it's something that uh, you want to keep to yourself, that's totally fair. But, you know, at, at the time, there's that moment where you're, you know, I'm watching the, the character and she's trying to kiss him. And, I, and I'm wondering at that moment, because I don't even know yet whether it's because the character is gay and isn't into it at all. Or because he's just in full remorse. And then obviously when he kisses her, that that opens up. But it was just this beautiful moment of the thought processes going on and the inner monologue going on and this real being drawn in by what is exactly is happening in that thought process until that moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if, it, uh, if you want to speak to the shooting of that scene or, or any of it, but it was just beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it was we shot it like it wasn't a script. So I knew exactly what was going to happen. But the I mean, the the great... Or the the tricky thing about acting in general, especially in, in that kind of scenes, is to act surprised. <laughs> yeah, um, as if you haven't rehearsed it in your room the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were. I remember um, us being, you know, really nervous about that scene and, and almost behaving childishly on set, which was really nice. <laughs> but um, also, I think I. Re- 
Uh, yeah, that scene is tricky because it was, I think it's also just cut once. I think it's almost like a short film within a film. I think there's only one cut. And I think, and that's also a fear of being really smart. Um, I think, I, if I remember correctly, he knew exactly where, where he would cut. And I think the first kind of, we never really rehearsed that scene. So it was kind of like fresh. And also, right before the first kiss, he would also he would always say um, "cut" because he he didn't want to take away the the first right. kiss, the first kind of oh, right. real cool. emotions for the kiss. And he knew that he would cut there, you know. So he would build up the tension for real, basically, which was really um, oh, intelligent. Yeah. yeah, that was that's. Um, intelligently directed by him. And that's something as an actor, you don't realize while on set, you think, what the fuck? Just let us do it. You know, don't call. <laughs> Please just let's do it, you know? But you realize it three months later when you see the film and you go like, ah, clever. Yeah. Really, really clever. So he, again, he was really hands-on. Um, but also would trust uh, his ensemble. And he was very, he is very, very smart. Well, that um, cut, yeah, is, is it goes right to you guys in a, a close-up, you know, which then takes this sex scene where, uh, you know, it, it seems like most people would have shot it in a wide and shown everything, and <clears throat> it makes it incredibly emotional. You know, like you said, it builds this tension and then that hard cut, and then we're right there with you guys, and you're feeling all the... I can't remember correctly, but I think this first cut is the real first kiss. Wow, like the actual first take. Yeah, so um, that's what he tried to achieve, to keep it as fresh as possible. Yeah, it was uh, it was masterfully well that's done. Great. I mean, I do usually tune out during sex scenes, because I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this is just... An but this was the opposite of that. It was, uh, yeah. Well, I think the way it's like, it's constructed, like the film itself, um, it lends to, it's not just, you know, it, because it doesn't say, um, it doesn't say much, right? You know, he's there in Jerusalem, Thomas, right. Tim's character, your character, Tim, searching for something. Like we don't, he doesn't, he's not really explicit when it comes to like saying, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is why I'm here. He's just, he doesn't know what to do, but to just kind of gravitate towards Oren's life. Right, the life that he kept secret. Well, the secret—I I don't know if uh, what backstory kind of you put up to it, but in the movie, you really just get that. You know, Oren comes once a month, maybe sometimes twice a month, and they have their little time together. And he know, you know, um, Thomas knows he's married, has a wife, has a kid, and that that they'll never essentially know, right? And so that's kind of all, you know, you get from that. But I was actually really surprised with, you know, because with the trailer they use a lot of footage between you and Oren um, or Roy, Roy Miller, the actor who played Oren, which I, right. you know, it's great. Loved his part of the scene. Um, it's a lot of flashback. It's a lot of, it's very episodic in the sense that it kind of go, goes back in the way they, the way that uh, the film was edited, I thought was actually masterfully done because you don't really get a lot of the, the connection between Oren and Thomas, or you don't see that until the end of the movie when everything's kind of building up mm -hmm. and like, Oh my God, when she finally listens to those messages, I like, I, I couldn't, I, yeah. Um, if I haven't, if people who are watching, please, please, please watch this movie. I'll say it again, but it is on Amazon prime here in the U S 
So I forgot please, her please, name. Please. I'm sorry, but the editor actually got an award uh, for the for uh, for the cut, which was which was great. She's great. She lives yeah. in Berlin. I met her on the street. <laughs> you, <laughs> never, <laughs> you never see the the editors as an actor. You never see them. And they know you very well. Right. Right. Because they, they've been in the room for eight hours yeah. a day and looking at was, you. Uh, you know, I was bringing my kid to the Kita or something. And, and she was like, I know you. And I'm like, nah, I don't know you. Who are you? Yeah. I'm the editor. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I do yeah, know you. You are the most important person. Right. You're the one that makes me look. <laughs> They're really important. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's almost like storytelling in itself, right? So, you know, you, you go from the script and, and you have to take everything you, you know, you've, that's been filmed and put together uh in a smart intelligent way and like what you said about the cut about building that actual tension mm. you know you you get i i i can't you know maybe articulate as well as i can at 10 30 in the morning but um it really drove i didn't feel like the pacing ever lacked i didn't feel that i didn't get you know sidetracked or i didn't get distracted like i i truly just sat there and i wanted to know like a, when's he going to tell her? And B, like how this is all going to reach its climax, so to speak, you know? the And what's what going to happen? What was the climax for you? Oh, for me, you know, I think... So I'm trying to, like... I, I watched it a couple times this weekend. We... It's easy for me to to go to the, the slap um, in terms of the final right. just that's it, get out of here type of stuff. Because after that, you kind of get... It's it's the kind of it's the the calming of the sands three months later kind of what what happens after, um, you know because you you still get that tension built with the grandma you know because the grandma knows I'm assuming she she knows as soon as she sees him yeah. and why he's there and he's German she knows exactly yeah. who he is and the in her even her the, the words that she doesn't star. speak you know. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. She's a grand dame, yeah. a big star. <laughs> the gravitas that she has in in every time she's on stage. Oh, yeah. oh my god. I mean, she's like she's like that stereotypical, you know, grandma who'd come up here and just like smack you with her handbag because you you know didn't say please yeah. or something. Um, but but that tension, and then if you if you notice, Oren's picture is always kind of in the in the area, right? He was on He's the on, fridge yeah. between them, and then you know when Anat, Sarah's character. <laughs> And you guys are together, like in the house stuff. He's like, especially at Shabbat, you know, he's there on the fridge or he's he's there in the frame. So he's always a presence, right? That kind of ghost to the to the trio. Sorry, I'm just checking the computer, seeing if when Caleb, poor Caleb, I'm hoping he can join us. I'm really, really, I know he has probably a lot of questions for you. Um, so Brandon, just just give me like a thumbs up yeah. or like a yeah. Um, but but the way the the editing and the construction, so. The grandma and you have your little scene. She comes, you know, Nat comes with the the receipts, you know, and then she puts two and two together and she finally looks at the message. Um, here's the messages on, on Oren's phone. Um, but even then, right, even then when uh, Modi comes into the, the kitchen, you're, um, you know, you're kneading the dough and it still seems kind of just like, you know, it's it's kind of like it's okay. Something's happening, but I didn't feel like I wasn't let off the hook yet. You know what I mean? Like I knew something. Okay, what's gonna happen? You know, you have the plane tickets, you have the money, and then he's like, and then you never come back. And then you, oh, it's it's so, oh, this was such a great scene yeah. for you. Uh, you're like, I'm not going and sm like smack right. He just clocks you, and you're you're stunned. 
And then he's like, you never come back here. Never come back to this country. And like, just for like a person, not even like gay or straight or whatever, but having somebody who you know you're friendly with, you know, you're an actor. Yeah, Mr. Strauss. He does. A, he's a great Israeli actor. Yeah. The constant tension between the characters. And also the other great. scene with him where he brings me all that food and I'm like half naked with a towel. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, uh, excuse me, sir. Um, I have back, to, can I dry I mean, off? I think I've seen the film <laughs> twice or three times now. And looking back at it, I see the humor. I, you know, I... <laughs> Now, more and more, I can find some humor in there, you know, and that's also is a funny scene, actually. That's really he brings me aubergine and, you know, and all that stuff, just stuff. I actually hold on. I wanted to ask you uh, very specifically about something in that scene. Uh, So I am Jewish um, and uh, there's the potato latkes in that scene. And I could not help but thinking while you were eating them, was that potato latka crispy enough? Because it looks kind of chewy, and I feel like it, it needed to be crispier. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really remember, but I, all I know is I was eating a lot. I mean, I had to gain weight for that roll too. It was about, I think, 10 kilograms. I think that's like wow. 22 pounds or something. Oh, wow. Wait, they made you and gain weight fear. for it? Excuse me? Did they make you gain weight, or was it not? Oh, yeah. Oh, fear. That was uh, within the six weeks of preparation time. It was, on the one hand, it was just learning simple, basic uh, baking skills. I mean, the script was also really precise in, in what I had to do and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And also the the weight gain. I mean, Ophir wanted me to look a bit more, he said, like a child, like more chubby and and more vulnerable. Like the innocence. So I yeah. had like six months of just eating uh, eating late and uh no more weights no more gym just a little bit of yoga and uh, it worked i mean it was uh, but losing the weight after the film was way harder oh yeah uh, it's not fun i mean you didn't do a uh, you didn't do a raging bull thing right where you like just drank milkshakes <laughs> for and no method actor <laughs> no, no. but it uh but it makes sense, you know, for, for the character, for sure. I, I think if the... I mean, 10 kilograms is not that much, but on mm-hmm. film, it, it it's a huge difference. And he looks... I, I know what he was trying to achieve. Uh, he looks like a lost child sometimes. Yeah, I would definitely say that, 100%. Yeah. Um, lost child, innocent, you know, just kind I, of... I mean, he wears the same pair of jeans. Sorry, no, no, I go, keep go interrupting you. He wears the same pair of dream, jeans yeah. and jacket, essentially, <laughs> the entire time. You know, it's like it's when I was an undergrad yeah. or like in college, you know, it's, you know, it's or when we were, Brandon and I were in school, we just wore sweatpants and sweatshirts for like three years because that's yeah. what you do because of movement class. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, wow. Just sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Um, but what yeah, you were I think, talking about, Josh, is yeah. interesting, that scene, because for me, as an actor, also that particular uh, slapping scene was certainly the, the um, climax. And also, from an actor's point of view, the, the scene I was, um, uh, I think, the most uh, nervous about and the most frightened about oh. also, because I knew exactly how the scene needed to look Ophir was really precise you know mm-hmm. he was this is not going to be you having like one little teary eye you know this is going to be you sobbing and crying like a little baby this is you this is you ugly crying yeah well no, and, uh, action 
I mean, and I, I wanted to ask about that, like the, you know, so he's, you have the slaps and it's building, but you as the character are holding it together till he leaves and you just break. And like you said, it's not a one tier. It is just a waterfall immediately. Right. Yeah, I think so, I, I mean, enough coming out of my uh, nose. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, the, the immediacy and the, the timing of it was, was beautiful. So I don't know if you want to maybe speak to like that process of the actual filming day must've been, like you said, very stressful. Right. It was, um, I mean, you know, for six months, I basically knew what was coming and, um, with a fear, we talked, basically, we broke down the script in each and every scene. We knew exactly how the, each and every scene should look like from a, kind of like a, almost like a regulating, like a volume of emotions, you know, like we could mm -hmm. regulate the emotions quite well. And that for sure was something where we just would, if we, if we didn't nail that scene, I think there was no, there would have been no movie, you know, so um, there was a yeah. huge pressure on that scene. And, you know, the honest answer of how to act that scene is, I don't know, but um, I think it, the key is in preparation and, uh, you know, also the, the given circumstances for all you. <laughs> there you go, all the Stanislavski people out there. Uh, it was, it, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was the last day in Jerusalem, of course. Um, we had a close set. We've been talking about that scene for months. I knew exactly what I had to do. Um, I had loads of pressure on my shoulders, which I kind of liked. I really enjoyed to have that, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, then the scene comes up, and you just don't really know what's going to happen. All I remember is that the slapping, of course, uh, helps you. It, it does help. And mm -hmm. also, it was a little bit, um, since we were talking about the freshness of, of those kind of moments, um, it was also... Um, brilliantly uh, done by Ophir, just like the love scene in the in the kitchen. Because let me think correctly. I think we just did three takes of that scene. We did the wow. wide shot. That's what we what we wow. started with, and that's actually in the film. And then he cut it it once, I think. And for the second take, he would uh, um, bring the actor in, and he would not slap me. I think he hugged me just to refresh me, just to, to make me, you know, go like, what's going to happen in a third take? I don't know. Yeah. The first one he slapped me yeah. and I was cr already crying really, really hard. And everybody was really, okay, great. This is working. We have a movie, but then they decided to go closer. And the first take in the close up was the hugging, which I was like, that doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not working. Right. But it was really yeah. intelligent because it kind of um, I didn't know what what to expect in the in the in the other one, you know. So he did it on purpose. He basically wasted one take to to put me at zero, to put me in a neutral position again. And on the third take, also in the close up, the actor came in and he hit me even harder than in the <laughs> first one. So you have the white shot and you have the wow. second take of the close-up and they put it together. And that's also really intelligently done by Ophir because he knew exactly that 
the love scene and the, the, the slapping, the crying, the sobbing, yes, it's acting. Yes, I'm an actor. I'm standing on my mark. I know what lens, you know, we have in the camera. I'm in control, but I need to be out of control. So it's both, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. And Ophir knows that, so Ophir is helping you to get there. And that's really smart. And he did it in a very smart way. And also me being on set, just not really realizing, what's he doing? Why is this mm -hmm. hugging? This hugging is not working. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so, um, so that was really uh, done intelligently by Ophir. And also for me, knowing that this scene would come up in, you know, in, a, in, in six months, I would just... Uh, prepare myself, just read the script over and over again, uh, trying to figure out where the character comes from, uh, what the pain is. There needed to be that built up because it's, it's actually, like you said, Josh, he never really talks. And they're also not mourning. There's no right. mourning whatsoever, which yeah. is really nice to act, actually. Yeah. It's a very nice, you know, actor, acting process to be. Uh, in pain, but not to talk about it. It's a nice right. Oh yeah, it's like it's like the Midwest here in the U.S. Like it's it's like how I grew up all the time. Especially though, but <laughs> especially though, like you said, you know, when you know that you have this this moment where you, as the character, get to let it all yeah. go. And then you, I, I also, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for everything, but I would just uh, also try to find something to to have the right kind of mood sometimes you could use music and and i was um i think it's one of the, my favorite films of all time is apocalypse now and you have the uh, martin oh, sheen yeah. character <laughs> in the in the hotel room slash yep Chris oh yeah, oh, yeah. In the mirror oh, yeah. drinking and then also he's having this meltdown at the end where he's basically naked in front of the in front of the um, bed crying like a little baby and that was I would yeah. watch that scene over and over and go like, okay, let's, this is kind of, ah, you can get there as an actor. Okay. This is, this yeah. is kind of the mood I want to, I want to achieve, you know? I mean, I wouldn't recommend uh, that too often because I think you, you start stealing very quickly without even knowing, right. Right. but uh, that really helped me to get into kind of like a, the right spirit, you know? Well, what, um, what also helps too, you said, talked about like previous, circ previous circumstances kind of using, it's because it's, it's like literally close, like the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the movie. And right. you have an entire hour and a half of of that that tension that's being built between you and Sarah's character that, you know, everything because you, you even say, like, I'm not leaving. I need to talk to her. And then he slaps you again. It's just because you, you do. <clears throat> you're finally like, oh, my God, I have to fucking like tell her all this stuff. But it's almost like a cathartic release, right? All of that that you've kept inside this whole time. After that slap, it's almost like the dam breaks. And just, you know, I'm assuming it just it, it just came because of all all of that they've held inside for the other scenes and things like that. You know, it's part of that process. And yeah, you probably did a lot of like our methody things that we get taught without knowing it. Because it's uh, to get to that to be as realistic and believable as you were in that scene to just ugly cry with the snot and the <laughs> tears and the, and he's still, cause he's dedicated and he's still dough. He's still needing the dough because he doesn't know what else to do except for just bake and right. do things. You know, it's, I, I lost it myself. So that, that scene was in the first draft. I think it was written differently. I think, um, it's good that we changed it. I think, um, 
he he's getting beaten up really and bleeding and everything oh really yeah yeah they it was harsher in the first draft it was way harsher oh shit him and a couple it's, of friends beating me up wow well i i agree i think it's great that you guys changed it because that what i kept yeah. thinking is when he slapped would have been too much well no but mm-hmm. and you would, especially as the character you're much bigger than him so there yeah, was this feeling of that's why i needed two people <laughs> But there's also this, but then you're, you know, you're reserved as, as the character and it's, it's, it's about him and he's never lashing out at anybody in the entire movie, right? It's all internal. So it, it even more like enforced the character, the fact that he took it and then let it out when yeah, it exactly. left. I think, so I, I think, yeah, it had it been a, yeah, yeah, less down. is more. It's always the same, you know, less yep. is more. And it was in the first draft, it was like a, like a beating up the, the Thomas character guy and bleeding yeah. into the dough and everything. But that was just too much. It was the slapping and basically uh, my acting and my reaction, um, which, you know, Josh, you said it correctly, is uh, absolutely the, the kind of like the climax of that film. And um yeah, it was, it felt, um, because you said you were speaking of, of, of kind of like a release, and I really felt that way. I remember, which is kind of like a, also almost, uh, what's the word, <laughs> schizophrenic, schizophrenic state of mind, because I was acting, and I'm, I know what I'm doing as an actor, but I'm also out of control, and at the same, at the same time, I'm enjoying this because I know that we have a movie. I mean, yeah. your brain is just going right. all over the place. It's amazing what your brain is capable of doing. I was thinking five things at the same time. Great. I'm sobbing and crying like a little baby. We have a movie. Great. This is working. And I'm crying and I'm needing. And, you know, and this is okay. It's a close up. So and then, and then also good. like, crazy. right. Also, I got to go probably go a little bit more left. So right. the angle to the yeah, camera exactly. better. Yeah. Like, all the, all the little things at the same time. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. but I mean, that just, it truly sounds like, uh, just one of those scenes that you, as an actor is a gift. Right. Thank you. I mean, I, you know, uh, Dennis Hopper, I think once said it, uh, he, even when you're out of control, you need to be in control. And that's, for me, that was a perfect scene to, right. to kind of like um, see if this is working for me. And thank God it worked. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was very, yeah, yeah, I was very released. Yeah. Do you, um, do you still have the, the baking skill? Like, so what, what level of um, proficiency did you have to have? Obviously you can need dough, like a, what seems to be like a master. I don't know if anybody's come up to you and be like, you know what? Actually, your technique's slightly off. You gotta be nicer to the dough. <laughs> don't just smack it. Because um, some of those, the one of the some of the best shots were the the montages of you of your character baking, especially yeah. those chocolate rolls. Like I don't know what you know, yeah. slap me. They they look so good. Um, like I mean, one of the first shots in the movie is Oren eating yeah, cake, and it's just Schwarzwälder <laughs> Kirschtorte. That's a German classic. Yeah, if you ever come to Germany, mm. you should eat the Schwarzwälder Kirschtorte. That's definitely a classic. I mean, there's one nostalgic element to this whole story, uh, which didn't qualify me at all to to play that part. But my father is a cake maker. I grew up in a pastry oh, wow. shop, so oh. I knew exactly who I could ask. You know, yeah. So I actually, within the six months of preparation, I actually uh, went to Heidelberg where I grew up, and I think I was there with my dad for like ten days and just followed him <clears throat> uh, on his work schedule, which is quite tough actually. I mean, they get up at 
4.30 in the morning and they work till 2 or 3 or 4. And um, just to get a sense of um, the rhythm in the, in the kitchen, you know, the discipline, everything yeah. is really precise. They don't talk too much. Everything is effective. You know, you don't waste a lot of time. And, uh, and also the script was really yeah. precise in what exactly I had to prepare. So we would actually work on kneading and also I think the icing of, of stuff. And I don't know, I can't remember, but we did a lot of, uh, tapes for fear and, and send it back and forth. And yeah. What, um, so with that mixed in with, so the whole, one of the major kind of plots or kind of like layers too, is that it's a, it's a kosher certified cafe, right? Or like she's, she's not observant, but a lot of her customers are um, emoji is really very easy. observant. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like yeah, just <laughs> open up a cafe and the kitchen's kosher, but you know, whatever. But like, did you, was there some research involved in terms of kind of figuring out exactly, or have you experience the kosher kind of laws in terms of food and baking and stuff like that. On kosher, I did no research at all because Thomas doesn't right. know anything at all. So Fair. That's, yeah. that's Less is better. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was but, one of the things about the movie where you're just like, oh, that's so frustrating. Like, you, you just caked a you just baked a billion cookies for this kid. Like, no, what? That's, ah, uh, <laughs> come on. That's so, yeah. No, um, but it's something I, I, in, you know, in all fairness and all honesty, I think I haven't um, understood fully or correctly yet. Because also, every person I've been talking to is telling me something different. Uh, also in Jerusalem. So I think oh, there's wow. room for information of what yeah. really kosher is and when and where and how exactly. And also Ophir, he's Jewish. I mean, he should know and he explained me. And then you, you meet another guy and he says something different. So I think there's room for interpretation. Oh. I totally respect those kind of laws. But, um, and it's certainly uh, very, also showing this film in Israel, it was certainly, um, a very interesting thing to see how the people react because they actually they were laughing a lot about that so they were <laughs> not really taking the, themselves too seriously which was okay. nice good and um there's one almost you could almost call it a joke in that film uh that's when um Ita is coming to uh anat and says of all the people in the world you you know you have a german in right. your kitchen and in Jerusalem, everybody was laughing. So it was it was really nice. It's a screening. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do they kind of is it like a kind of a a, a running joke in terms of like yeah right because Jews? of the history yeah absolutely yeah. I didn't know if there was some winks there you know I I laughed like it, it got me you know what I mean like I, I laughed I thought it was funny <laughs> or like the whole thing like he can't hear us we're speaking Hebrew what, and you know? I think in that way also fear um, did it beautifully because. When it's when he's talking about kosher, and when he's obviously talking about a German in in the kitchen in an Israeli shop, the film obviously becomes political without wanting mm-hmm. to be political. Yeah. It's not a, f- a political yeah. film who tries to educate you and you know this is how it's done or whatever. But it becomes political, but in a very subtle and um, I think intelligent way. So. 
and then I think a really positive way. I mean, like I said, like I'm, you know, I'm Jewish. I'm pretty relaxed Jewish, not kosher or anything like that. Or, but it's like, you know, he keeps saying to your character, you're not Jewish. You're not Jewish. And like by the third time, I'm like, oh my God, we get it. He's not Jewish. Leave the guy yeah, alone. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, which is like, I think, yeah, I think it's like a great point where like, you know, at, at that point, you're just like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, man. Like, you know, like, the, and that character just doesn't, you know, get it through its head, which is, yeah, and you I think need a to have that point. kind of character, and he played it beautifully. And also, I mean, mm-hmm. I was a bit nervous about the whole uh, Israel Germany situation when we actually had the screenings in, in Israel, but they were totally fine with it. They loved the movie in Tel Aviv and also in Jerusalem. The, the mm-hmm. one really weird situation we had was. Guess what? We're in L.A. Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense. um, Yeah, obviously, it was Israeli guy. In all of the city, it was L.A. And he basically, he was just, how dare you, you know, uh, taking a German in an Israeli film, how dare you? This is an insult. That that was the problem. Wow. And I, I... I mean, of all the places in the world, it was L.A. Hey, I mean, even for, I guess, back in like 2017, 18, whenever this is kind of going around the circuit, even then it's, you know, the USA is is weird right now. That's I, I wild, though. Like- <laughs> for, I mean, he was our age. He was mid-30s and he was basically heckling, you know, and then. Oh, God, get your head out of it. Like, uh, he's, he's having some issues, you yeah. know, he, well, he, he wasn't having a good yeah. day. <laughs> It's a nice experience to get. Oh, I'm sure. Very humbling, I'm sure. (laughs) Check check it off the list. Well, it's funny because, like, because you were right. Like, I mean, you're you're like there in like the heart of it, like in in Berlin and like Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Like, people were like, "No, this is beautifully. This is smart. This is well balanced. Mm -hmm. This is. It's not. It has that history threaded in there, but it's. It's not saying, "Ha ha, look at this German. Remember World War II in the 30s, right? It's not like." It's it's putting in a situation with real people, and there's a lot of, you know, I mean, New York City has a huge Orthodox Jewish population. Um, you know, there's a lot of restaurant, you know, grocery stores. There's always a kosher aisle. You know, it's and it's very complex. I did a little bit of reading on the kosher law and things like that in terms of the kitchen, and it's it's very specific right. in terms of how they prep the food and the butchers and things like that and the meat. Um, but it's getting more and more and more complex. Like it's not in 2020, it's not as easy to like, you know, certify yeah. something kosher. Cause you know, ne- you never know where it really kind of is. They can slap a seal on it, but it's so th- I'm sure that's kind of almost like an identity thing that, um, and I, and I, please, I don't, I don't mean to speak on anybody's behalf or any time type of people, but I can only imagine as we get global, you know, more globalized and things like that with like the internet and everything just kind of coming together. It's, it's going to get even harder. But what the what the movie did <laughs> into this, he- I want to meet this heckler because I want to like go up there and give him my slap and, and give him money and send him on a plane to wherever. But it, it, they didn't dwell in that. It was like a little, you know, it was, it was a comment by Modi. You know, it was, you know, Thomas was very respectful of the culture. It's a very, it's very respectful mm. of the fact that it's a kosher kitchen and a German in a kosher kitchen. And it's, and yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean he he him. even <laughs> asks if he can use the oven in the apartment. 
You know, like it's he's and very, Jerusalem, very right. respectful. People were laughing at that one too. Yeah, yeah, like it's because it is. It's it in like the you know the way you did it as the character. It comes from such a genuine and sweet place. You know, you're like oh, that's yeah. a real question that he's at. You know, that's the one thing I didn't get was like, wait, why do I have to wash the dishes and put them on the left side of the sink? Oh, who knows? I'm not gonna. You know, <laughs> who knows? Um, I'm gonna see here. We're getting on about an hour or so. Great effing conversation. Um, well, I uh, I. So unfortunately, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead sorry, Brandon. go ahead, Josh. That seems important. <laughs> no, I just was saying, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't think Caleb's going to be able to join yeah. us on this call for the live portion. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, absolutely, we'll we'll do. Um, what? So you just got done doing a um, a, a shooting for a web series? Do you or TV series mini series? Um, and what what else is in the in the future for you? You know, like what's do you have anything lined up or is it kind of a, a soft spot right now? No, uh, in Germany, I have uh, a lot of tele- television work. I just finished, uh, like I said, uh, uh, a miniseries, a six part uh, German mm-hmm. miniseries about the 1950s in Germany, which is an interesting time because uh, the American GIs um uh, you know, um, were in, in Germany and they mm-hmm. actually were in my hometown in Heidelberg. I, I kind of like grew up with them um, in, in the Patrick Henry village and the Mark Twain village. And they just, I think they left in 2015. So they, there has been a, a subculture oh, wow. of, of Americans in Germany, which is actually quite interesting. And we are telling this story in the 1950s. And we're basically telling a kind of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of love story between an Afro-American GI and a girl from the uh, German little oh, village. Wow. It's a story about uh, racism. It's a story about uh, love in the 50s. And I play a, um, a, a GI, a sergeant in the, an American GI, which is basically, um, mm. he's basically an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's he's, uh, he's uh, the complete opposite of you know Thomas and the Cake Maker. Which is great, right? The, you know that's what that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's a very ambitious project here for for Germany. So that was that was great. We shot it all over the place. And uh, in Germany, I'm doing a lot of um, television. German cinema is, let's put it mildly, is interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's there are a lot of films I don't really like but every now and then there there is something some something interesting uh, internationally I, I've been lucky enough to um, to be part in the the painted bird which was really great mm-hmm. uh, it's a film with Harvey Keitel and Stellan Skarsgård oh, wow. for example Barry Pepper great guy and uh, that was certainly you know, right after the experience of the cake maker, that's certainly right, right on, on <laughs> number two. Yeah, the experience. It's just a small role, but it's a wonderful filmmaker. Just a crazy guy in in a good way. Vaslav uh, Marhul, he's Czech, and um, he shot that film for over a year. It's um, it was a bestseller <laughs> in the eighties. It's the Painted Bird, and we went to um, Venice in competition with that film oh, if wow. you ever have a chance of seeing it it's it's truly it's different you know it's three hours black and white almost no dialogue and it's wow. it's very interesting film. oh damn yeah 
Wow. Yeah, definitely have to check that out, especially maybe bring it up on the podcast here. It was so amazing, basically, talking about luck, and you never know what, what's going to be good for The cake maker became the Israeli uh, Oscar submission in 2018. Yep. I was just going to bring that up, yeah. The Painted Bird uh, became the Czech Oscar submission in, in oh, 2019. Wow. That oh, was great. <laughs> two cool years. <laughs> two years. Yeah, I, I read, like, um, the 2000, for the 91st uh, Academy Awards for Best Foreign Film, it was, Cake Maker was Israeli's, uh, it won, so it was able to be submitted. Unfortunately, right. it was going up against the likes of Roma and, you know, the shoplifters and never look away type of stuff. Yeah. I did see Roma, and I was like, eh, compared to this one, I like, maybe because of the whole the gay theme in, inside of it, I was like, this one is much more connected. But, okay, Roma, you can you can do what you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, we went to, we had our little, um, uh, how do you call it, Oscar campaign <laughs> with like $3. <laughs> That's amazing. For four days, we went to um, L.A. And, and shook some hands. It was really exciting, of course. I mean, we met, we met some Academy members and had screenings for the Hollywood Foreign Press and the Strand wow. releasing. Um, the distributors um, organized everything with my American agent. It was, I mean, it was really exciting to, to be there and to shake those hands and to have those talks and to get recognized. Yeah. The, it was in October 2018, I think. But the minute we landed in LAX, we knew that Roma was going to win. I mean, no <laughs> chance. Oh. I think they had $20 million just for the Oscar campaign. Yeah, that's... so. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean... Of course, of course, it's about a great film, but it's nothing without the money and the contacts and the phone calls behind it. Well, yeah, the money gets you gets you the viewings. Yeah. Well, when you when you yeah, start what when you start breaking down how the actual voting is too, it, it gets wild, right? Because it's this layered voting of they eliminate movies as it goes. Yeah. So apparently, there's a lot of people voting for certain movies in order to eliminate other movies early and just a lot of gamesmanship and weird shit going on, you know? I mean, there's a whole business behind it and you get it. It's right. okay, you know, I, I get it. But it was, uh, nevertheless, it was really, really interesting and exciting to be there. 100%. You know, to be in that kind of pool of, uh, you know, uh, glamour and then and Hollywood, whatever. But uh, we, no chance. It was, you know... Minute one, it was clear Roma will take it. I mean, no chance. But but yeah. to be nominated, I mean, right? There's the yeah, it's yeah. well, yeah. I mean, that's really exciting. You got you know you have so you have um, I guess just going off that. It's any any news on like stuff happening in the in the U.S. that maybe we don't know about, like from your you know your man agent back there. I have there. one day. <laughs> I have one day on um, the Queen's Gambit which is coming out um, on Netflix. Mm. Uh, Wait, isn't that like, isn't like Oliver Queen's boat? Isn't that an arrow, like a green arrow? With the Queen's yes, Gambit. but I don't think boat, those right, are, Brandon? yes, I don't think it's related though. <laughs> they're not, they're, it's, a, it's a comic book thing. It's a, as you can see, I have my DC comic books behind me and the Batman, no Superman. <laughs> anyway, okay, then I forget. <laughs> Directed by um, Scott Frank. Okay. Uh, he did Logan, for example. Uh -huh. So that was, for me, it was a great uh, opportunity to yeah. have a, a, a nice little uh, um, supporting a character in a, you know, big 
uh, interesting project and it's coming out on Netflix in October 23 and you try to find me it's just it's I had one day and I'm wearing a wig which is huge so <laughs> I don't know if you if you if you're gonna, if you're gonna I'm gonna have fun with that screenshotting that and I'm sending it to you it was really it was really big <laughs> is that a uh, movie or a tv project that's this I think it's six uh, six part uh, six, series. very nice wonderful it was uh like I said in the beginning, you know, sometimes it's it's better to be a small role on a great project than to be the lead on a shitty film. Uh, so um, also with the painted bird, just a small small thing, but I will never forget it. And just also then meeting Stellan Skarsgård, uh, which is such a humble, great guy, and also Barry Pepper. That was really really cool. Yeah, wow. that's amazing. Wow. Well, awesome. I guess Brandon, do you have any? Uh any final questions? I do questions? have one final question before we uh, let you go here. Sure. The end of the cake maker. Thomas is back in Germany. He's uh, doing his thing. He's, he's doing his, he's thing. Doing his yeah. thing. He doesn't look over. Uh, for you, as the actor, you know, where do you see him? Where is he at? Is he uh, happier than he was before? Is he worse off? Better off? Where Where is he at? I'm not going to answer that. That's also, <laughs> also totally fair. <laughs> it's interesting because every... Uh, in, I think, I don't know, we went to a lot of festivals. I can't remember, but each and every time that question that appeared. That question? And we just never answered it. You know, it's up, yeah. free, up I mean, to I mean, I think it, I think it's great enough for interpretation. Like, even that, I almost want to ask you, like, that smile. What, what, is, what, is she, what does she think? What is Sarah thinking uh, at that end? And, like, what, what causes her to, like, you know, go to Jerusalem or go to Berlin? Thinking and, about London. Yeah, she's she's like, oh my god, that cake. Oh, <laughs> she's just like, oh, I miss that cake. Yes, so much. I have the recipes. <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> I have his recipes. Yes. We got yes. asked the same question uh, each and every time, and I'm not going to answer it. I think it's up for for, for the audience, mm. and also everybody asked, is she? Does she see? No. Does he see her? What's going on? And we actually, um, a little side note here, we shot it. Uh, wait a minute. We shot it differently. We shot it uh, seeing me seeing her, and also she seeing me. Oh. So we shot it. <laughs> it's a uh, very complicated sentence. Uh, we shot it so that we both see each other, and then it's black. Uh-huh. But Ophir changed it in the editing, so I so that I don't see wow. her. But we shot it differently, oh. and I think that's the right um, decision here. <laughs> Yeah. Me not seeing her, but we actually shot it differently. Wow! It almost keeps that keeps that it open because we we know the the with the climax of the film, like how he leaves Jerusalem, and he still has that. But the fact that he doesn't to us, he doesn't know that she comes back to to maybe make amends, to maybe like, but with that, and then the shot of the clouds and the sun and the credits roll, and I, I literally, I, I don't know if uh, we probably got it, you know. It came through our conversation, but we loved mm-hmm. loved the movie. It was a very beautiful, beautiful film and very well done. Good I mean, work. I think Thank that you. even the fact that you guys got that question, you know, uh, is a te- like over and over and over again is a testament to the film. You know, you leave the audience thinking about the character and where they're at and wanting to know more. And I, th- I mean, I think that's the best way to leave a film, 100%. Really, that question came up 35 times. <laughs> and I think 
I, the 12th time I just answered funny, you know, I, I said she right. tries to cross the street and gets hit by a car or something. <laughs> you know, that same vehicle that hit Oren <laughs> dies instantly and there is no remake. Four days of stunt work and then they cut it. I don't know why. <laughs> right? We spent all our money on that stunt and it's not even in the film. Jesus. Uh, oh God. All right. So there won't be a cake maker remake. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so, final question before we sign off. What is your favorite curse word? Well, I think in Germany it's Arschloch. Okay. In English, it's anything with fuck. And yeah. you speak Spanish, right? You told me you speak Spanish. Uh, I mean, un poco. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, in Spanish, it's, it's the best. It's, it's pinche pendejo. <laughs> that just sounds amazing. You know what that means? It's the little hair you have on your on your toes. It's amazing. Oh, that, so that you use this as a curse word. I, I think it's really I smart. Mean, you know, yeah. You're it's the so, little hair on so your specific. Yeah. So specific. It's, I think uh, cursing in Spanish is the the best. It's the joke. I think yeah, that should have been taught yeah, as the last line of the movie. Just that and walk off. <laughs> Turns out Thomas can speak Spanish. It's like what? Yeah. Well, thank you. Tom, Tim, sorry, Thomas, your character, <laughs> Tim, Tim Kalkoff for, for joining us uh, tonight in Berlin, this morning here in the eastern, eastern coast. My um, pleasure. Again, Joshua Stur here with, and Brandon McPherson. Unfortunately, Caleb wasn't able to join for this conversation, but hopefully in future ones. Didn't like it. He, I mean, now I'm sure he loved it. I'm saying he loved it. Five stars from yeah. Caleb. You heard it here first. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find us on social media. The next uh, screen that'll pop up. Take down all of our information. I got I got Tim's Instagram, my Instagram, Caleb's Letterbox, Brandon's Instagram, through my fairs, likes, subscribe, that whole jazz. And you can guys find us weekly on any of the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts stuff. We just talk movies. We just sit here, shoot the shit, and it's a pretty good time. So Perfect. Thank, Thank you, you very so much, much, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Tim, it was an absolute pleasure. Audience, watch out for this guy. He's coming at you fast and hard. He's going to be a star. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye.